Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. Dear friends, welcome to the Solemnity of Christ the King. Last Sunday, the readings reminded us of the second coming of Jesus. The prophet Daniel and the Gospel of Mark presented it in an apocalyptic language, creating lots of fears that indicated that the world will come to a catastrophic end. We we are one to draw a lesson from the fig tree and repent of our sins so that our names will be written in the book of life. Everyone would like his name to be written in the book of life. That we are here this evening is indicative that each person wants his name to be found there. I would not like mine to be omitted either. I don't know of you. I believe all of us are people that want our names to be written in the book of life. Therefore, we have to live like Jesus, hanging on the cross, the king of the universe. Today, the Universal Church celebrates the solemnity of Christ the King. This celebration brings cycle B of our liturgical calendar to an end and ushers us to cycle C. By next Sunday, we'll begin Advent, and the season always begins with Advent. The solemnity of Christ the King evolved during the papacy of Pope Pius XII, the 11th, so to say far back December 11th, 1925. Several years after the First World War, the world was bedeviled with so many evils, bitter enmity and rivalry between nations. This was an obstacle to world peace. Secularism was on the rise as well as anti-clericalism. Empire's activities reared their ugly heads. People became unpatriotic, seeking personal interests and neglecting their duties. Unity and stability of the family was shaken to its foundation. Majority of people torn away from Christ and his holy laws to the extent that this had no place in private or in political affairs. Individuals and states refused to submit to the rule of, the, of our Savior. 
The situation was appalling. Pope Pius, a concerned pastor of the time, was hopeful that enthroning Christ as the universal king to a large extent will bring solution to the world's quagmire. He therefore inaugurated the solemnity of Christ the King by launching the encyclical Quas Primas. He was enthusiastic of lasting peace among nations becoming possible when publicly and privately people enthroned Christ as their king. The feast was to be observed yearly throughout the world. At the end of the liturgical year, as we celebrate today, the last Sunday of the year is dedicated to Christ the King. This was the reason why this feast was instituted. There, was some, there were so many problems internationally. So the Pope drew our attention to Jesus, the King, that unless we return to Jesus, we'll continue to suffer. This is the reason the three readings today we have just listened to confirm Christ as the universal King. In the first reading, the prophet referred to Jesus as Son of Man, The clouds of heaven portray the Son of Man as a divine. The clouds represent his majestic and God's awesome presence. Similarly, in the second reading, Jesus is referred to as a powerful king, victorious in battle and glorious in peace. He is the Alpha and the Omega the beginning and the end. He will conquer evil and judge nations and peoples according to their deeds. The dialogue between Jesus and Pilate in the gospel leaves no doubt that Christ is the king. Though his kingship is not of this world, Jesus was not unaware of the misinterpretation surrounding the notion of his kingship. This is the reason they wanted to make him king, but he eluded them in the Gospel of John, chapter 6, verse 15. After feeding the crowd, they came to make him a king. If he fed them, and making him a king, ah, he will provide bread for them. But that was not Jesus' mission. Moreover, the Jews were under the Romans and were desperately waiting for the coming of a political Messiah that would emancipate them from the clutches of the Romans. Apparently, Jesus' kingship is unique and different from the earthly. Hence, the earthly kings were politically minded and warring in nature. They were bound within time and space and have geographical boundaries. 
most often earthly kingship, was characterized by lack of peace, untruthfulness, injustices, corruption, discrimination, and exploitation. On the other hand, Jesus' sovereignty is spiritual and eternal. The second reading says, it has no end. He did not have an army or police to guarantee peace and security. Rather, he simply trained his 12 closest associates, known as the apostles, with the kingdom values to carry on his mission to the nook and cranny. As king, he lived a simple lifestyle. He washed the feet of his disciples. He had sinners, tax collectors, prostitutes, and sinners as his friends. His milk of compassion drew widows, the prodigal sons, and good Samaritans to him. Jesus stood doggedly for the kingdom values which has to do with truth, holiness of life, grace, justice, love, service, and peace. These were the values Jesus stood for. It is sad to note that the vices at Papyrus's time are visible in present-day society. Society is experiencing absolute state of anarchy and disorderliness, terrorism, kidnapping, drug addiction, substance abuse, and cultism are increasingly becoming a common feature in our society. People are corrupt, individualistic, and self-centered. Many of our youth of today, who are the hope of every nation, have become defiant and obstinate. What must we do in the midst of all this? As we celebrate the solemnity of Christ the King, we must navigate our way back to the reign of Christ the King. We are called to embrace the reign of Christ by living up to his values. The surest way for us to find peace is to embrace the values of Jesus and throne Jesus in our lives. And throne Jesus in our lives. And let Jesus has a place in my will, in my heart, in my strength, in everything that I do. When we embrace all his values, the world will be restored back to its normal condition. We live in a society where technology is the cutting edge. No one wants to bear a risk just discussing with the deacon shortly before mass. He said he lived his whole life doing insurance, ensuring things 
houses, cars, jewelries, and other valuables are ensured. <clears throat> Virtually every valuable thing we have, we ensure it not only ensuring, but comprehensive insurance. Buying a new car, you want it insured so that on the event, there is a crash or whatever, you will have your car back. You will lose nothing. Similarly, houses. Not long ago, the Katkis lost, the Deacon lost his own house. And recently, he has packed in. Insurance has done her work. We would like to ensure almost everything we have. If we, if our material possessions are worth ensuring, what more our spiritual possessions? That when we die, the body remains here and our soul goes back to God and we shall meet the master who will take charge of the final judgment. The Gospel of Matthew chapter 25 verses 31 to 32 will say, The Son of Man will come in his glory and all angels with him. He will sit upon his glorious throne and all nations will be assembled before him. He will separate them one from another, like the shepherd will separate the sheep from the goats. That is what he will do on the last day. What do we do? We're talking about insurance, insuring cars and insuring houses. Word of my life. My life is immortal. I need to ensure my life to Jesus, the man that will look after the final judgment. If we ensure our lives to Jesus, there is a perfect guarantee. After our stay, we'll lose nothing. So I'm challenging all of us on the feast of Christ the King. That Jesus' values have to be our own values. He stood for truth, peace, justice, love, understanding among people. When we have Jesus' values enthroned in our day-to-day -day affairs with people, the world's problems will be solved. This evening, we want to ensure our lives and those of our families. To Jesus, who is our chief insurance, we pray as we strive as much as we can, working towards our salvation, ensuring our lives to him, we have no doubt you provide for us the maximum security we require. Happy solemnity of Christ the King. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. 
for additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.sanaz.org. Again, that's www.stanneaz.org. St. Anne, pray for us.